Nina. And we're, we're the Soul, Soul Sisters. Sisters. I just wanted to hop on here and I wanted to talk about uh, something that made a big difference in my personal weight, man, weight management was learning to eat at a different pace, um, kind of getting in touch with my hunger. Uh, it was more of a challenge than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I felt like I had to learn how to eat. Uh, I ate very quickly growing up. I grew up with three older brothers, so if you didn't eat quickly, you didn't eat at all, or you didn't get more food. So I grew up just eating very quickly, and frankly, because I grew up with three brothers, I, I adopted this eating behavior of clean plate crew, like very proud that I could finish a full plate of food, and I wore that badge of honor for many years and sought out that very uncomfortable, painful, full feeling and associated that with fullness. And so that was kind of every meal. Um, like you had shared at some point too, that was like a, you, you sought out that super full feeling. Mm -hmm. Usually mine was like holidays, like Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Not only did we seek like Thanksgiving full, but it was like, go, all right, go three big. plates. I'm doing three plates this year. We're gonna eat a lot, and it's like that painful full. And you would, I would look for that for a full for a long time. Um, or I thought that was my full, but yes. that's that's far past full. Full happens way sooner. Yeah, and it, it wasn't until I thought about my hunger and looking for a lack of hunger rather than a feeling of fullness because that was clearly too far for what I was looking for. And I had never stopped in the middle of my meal and thought, huh, am I full? Question mark. Or am I satisfied? Satisfied, not full. It was a bit, you know, it's a vocabulary mm -hmm. change um, that was very specific and deliberate. Um, and it was absolutely a practice. I read a book that documented the process on how to do this, you know, encourage setting your fork down between your meal or between your bites of your food which absolutely helps a lot. And you had to actively think about it and remind yes. yourself to be able to do that, I right? would do meals where I would forget it completely. I had meals where I would start with that. I had meals that I would forget and then finish with that. And it was like this just I, very graceful, not a graceful journey, but I had to give myself a lot of grace on doing this consistently and not getting down on myself or like anything like yep. that. It wasn't like that. It was like, just keep trying. You know, it's okay. Just okay. A little okay. A little refinement. 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 Um, try to. You. That was a little bit past full. That was. You know. You probably could have ate a little bit more. Um, and uh, it was a hard time leaving food on the plate. Leaving yep. one bite left on the burger. Oh yeah. That was like a challenge. I or not a challenge in the book. It wasn't like that. But in my mind, that was a challenge. Clean plate club. Yep. So I would force that last bite a hundred percent of the time. And more often than not, and what I notice now is I like eating two-thirds of my meal. And it is weird to leave one-third of food on your plate and not really have enough to take home. And I, I don't mind leftovers now. The air fryers really changed that for me. I, I love the leftovers. Um, but it's, well, one-third, it just feels weird or wasteful. And I'm really not in favor of that either. But at the end of the day, my relationship with my food was most important. So it was worth it for it was a practice for me to give us like to hold have personal restraint or what I was proud of making that choice and it still is like a situation where it's like I still make I make good choices some, most of the time and then every time you know I have an experiment where it's like oh that probably wasn't the right call or whatever with different food it, 
like then it was more calorie based like you don't need just constant high calorie things here there's a lot of different swaps you can make and change around your nutrition mm-hmm. and you'll feel full better and that'll be more like you'll eat more vegetables and you'll yep. feel more full yep. so that'll cut some calories move them out just naturally but when after my bodybuilding show my hunger was still cued on that timing schedule so I would get hungry on the time but I didn't have any guidelines for my eating anymore I wasn't eating sweet potatoes and chicken and broccoli I could eat whatever I wanted and it was a high calorie extravaganza filled with a lot without 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 portion control and that led to excessive weight gain that was the 30 pounds in 30 days just about right after my first show and the eating came and unhinged my food my food my hunger uh was horrible i i laid in bed and daydreamed about gooey gooey oreo cookie desserts for months leading up to my competition. You'd send me pictures. It was so bad. Yeah. And it exploded after my Which show. Which only fed it more. Yeah, you it were was horrible. feeding the fire before you even got to go sit by it. 10 know? out of 10, don't recommend. Don't recommend that. It's just, just not good like for you. checking a competitor list after you see who's at the show. Not a good thing either. <laughs> I don't know. It might be good. Maybe I'm wrong. We have different opinions on that. Yeah. Um, but back to the food uh, source with uh, everything. Hunger. Uh, so then after that experience, I read a book on how to eat. And that, like I said, gave me a lot of different thought experiments to run through about me and how I thought about my food. And that it really is there for tomorrow. You know, it's always going to be there. There's no scarcity. There's no reason to have two bowls of cereal today when one is just plenty fine. That's all I wanted. Or one bite is fine. I don't have to have a whole thing. Or it's okay to ask for a half of a burger or to cut it in half immediately and plan to only eat half. Um, I think that's good. And then eat half and then that's it. And I think trying to like make it more simpler. Like it doesn't have to be a cut up your meal half every time you go out to eat. It doesn't have to be. It can be case by case. Sometimes if I order nachos, those don't always carry over well. Okay, eat those. Save the the fries or the something or other or if there's a piece of meat left over save that for a salad so it's kind of like don't go into a meal if you're going out with your family full prepared to either clean the plate or save half but like see what you decide what you want to order and what's going to carry over well listen to your hunger check yeah. in as you're eating yeah. uh slow it down what you eat earlier in the day chew 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 more times and yeah. swallow it Slow it down, drink water. Um, I at home, and again, I, I would do, I don't know, I guess food was always kind of up and down with me. It was never a, cl- a clean plate club all the time. I would eat prep meals so fast, I would be more hungry after. Yeah, you would eat very fast, and I'm much slower of an eater because I can feel that, that fullness quicker. If you eat slower and slow it down, you can feel that fullness coming on and that satisfaction a little bit different. And, like, sometimes if I'm getting a tiramisu, like, the other night, if I know it's that awesome, I'm like, I want the other half tomorrow because it's going to be awesome again. Like, I want to save that high-calorie dessert only because I can have two days of awesome. Like, sometimes I like to extend food that way. And I'm saving on calories. Um, When you feel like you're cheating on a diet and you never feel like that, Mm -hmm. you want to get it over with now. And that's a bad place to be, I think. And 
to feel like you're hiding from yourself. Like, yeah. you have to get this over with soon and then just get it all done at the same time. It's like, no, I think there is something to be said about having one piece of pizza and this and that or whatever, like, moderation. But when do you test yourself? That's the biggest question. Like, you have to give yourself an opportunity to sink or swim and you got to be real with yourself. Give yourself grace. Don't make excuses. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you'll learn. You gave yourself a little bit more bandwidth. You partied a little bit too hardy. And you gotta course correct a little bit next time. Maybe play a little on the safer side. Maybe try to overcorrect for a little bit. I don't know. How else do you do it? I mean, I guess it depends on the. I, I feel like there was probably in my past where if I saw a pizza, I was counting how many slices were on the pizza and how many people were in the room and how many I could get. I'm sure there's been moments where I just wanna kinda get my hands on everything and fill my belly. But like right now, I know there's pizza tomorrow. There's a sense of security. Is there a, that, a sense yeah, that of... That was learned for me. And I think it was for me as well. Mm-hmm. But you don't have it. You didn't have a, a negative thing. Like, if you don't get food now, you go to bed hungry. But it was more of a big brother thing where if you don't get food now, we're just going to eat it all. Like, yeah. your, your big brother still does that to me. <laughs> and I laugh as an adult who didn't... I didn't grow, grow up like that as a child. And he says it to me. I'm like, what are you, 12? Like, save some for the family. There's rations. Nope. First come, first season. It's like, cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> it's comical to me, but he'll follow through with it. That dessert's going to be gone in the morning, and you should have eaten it. You know what I mean? That bothers me. Saving a good bite to the last. Yeah. You scooped in. Don't yeah. you dare. I was saving that yeah. restrictively. Or like I was planning for that indulgement last I bite. I used to do that. And then I realized, why am I torturing myself to save it for the last? Get after the good bites. Get full early. Leave what you don't want. Leave what you don't want. So, unless it's prep meal, eat what you don't want. Like, and then finish okay. with a bunch of good stuff. Sometimes it, I don't like the good stuff. Yeah. Just eat the good stuff. Or I don't even like the big hunky pizza crust if I don't have some marinara sauce to dip it in. I used to start with that side, thinking I had to get to my good bite at the end. Screw that. I want the good bite at the beginning. I want to be satisfied immediately and work my way to satisfaction again. There's like different levels. You're satisfied with the food you're eating. You're satisfied with the amount of food you're eating. Your body is satisfied with the fats, carbs, and proteins that has has come into it as well. Um, But there's a lot of distractions and, and complex things going in if you're mixing in sauces and using saying yes you can use any food you 
want. Hit these numbers, check these boxes, you can do it. And I used to think there was no negative trade-off for that food quality choice. Um, and now my eyes are more open to the micronutrients, yeah. the value of micronutrients in a way that might not be as easy to see, but it's easy to feel for me, at least now. It feels different. Um, and why I eat foods. Yeah, here's a reversal shifted. question on that. Yeah. Why are we choosing to hit our macronutrients if we could focus more on the micro? The proper proper micronutrients will fill in the numbers for the macros to develop on their own, right? Right. On a reversal of it and to be able to get it all balanced. Because even a lot of people hitting their macros might not be still getting the multivitamins in the, the, the yes. And I do think that creates a long term or post failure, post concern, right? All of because that the system stuff. is just missing a whole peg or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because you're looking at the big numbers, you're not the finite little, numbers. Yeah, to really, because that's the foundation. I mean, the minerals, the herbs, the everything is the foundation of, of a lot of the basis for the body's nutrients, right? And and how things absorb, absorb properly, and not. And if those are good. Then the macros, the fats, the carbs, the proteins can do its job. Better. Right. They can right, right. with it and, and fall into place. And they, yeah. And it has its own self-sustaining. If you eat, no one binge eats green beans. It just doesn't work like that. It's self like leveling. Not like, gonna lie, I've had green beans in butter. I'm I'm heavy on the butter right there. But okay. Maybe. <laughs> no, just this week, three times I did it. it just, okay. It happens to be random. But how it. many calories even if you oh, with all yeah, the butter? No, it's nothing. still a drop in the bucket. Yeah, under 100. And 100. So it's like, you know what I mean? You're not going to, it's self-limiting. Your body is not going to want that much fiber for more than, we're not going to eat 13 grapefruits. Right. It's just not going to happen. Now can I eat the whole bag? Like, Coach, I ate the whole bag of grapefruits. Like, oh my God, what happened? You maybe you ate the whole bag of Kit Kats. We've all seen those messages and, and seen those people and maybe experienced that. That's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, all different ballgame. We'll talk about those moments later. But with the hunger of it, it's self-leveling when you're eating more wholesome foods. They're more more well-rounded and so they satiate your body in a way when combined with the pace at which you eat them um, and actually do, depending on you can use that knowledge to push it one way or the other it's not just for weight loss um, for I want to lose weight I'm going to eat very slow I now on the other side of that bridge I now want to gain weight so I feel that initial fullness feeling of that satisfaction right away and I realized I got to get some more calories in quicker before I get full and put the fork down um, if my goal is to try to push calories to be in a calorie surplus or on add another meal right yeah or right if I can't if I'm at trying to add a meal obviously that's ideal but if you're trying to gain weight pushing past fullness would be typically how you would do it um, in, in some capacity, if not more frequently, you know. <laughs> um, so my hunger has, has really come full circle, um, had a very interesting relationship with it early on. I say, I joke and say that bodybuilding created and cured an eating disorder within me. Um, like I didn't have any, I didn't think about my food before I competed. And now I feel like I'm a place where I don't really think about my food, but I can absolutely say with certainty that I stood in a place where all I thought about was food 
for a lot of my day and a lot of my weeks of time and I understand what that's like and people go through steps on that journey mm-hmm. in, and you, in that place. And when you thought about your food, you had actually two spectrums too. You had, you had time thinking about the, the unclean, the, you know, that kind of food and then you spent a lot of time really focusing on, on getting your macros down and really studying clean food. You spend a lot of time on both spectrums, just understanding them both. I wanted to play in both territories, eat super, super clean food, and I had multiple different kind of contest preps, super, super clean bro-style diet, and one macros-led, you know, Lucky Charms until show day type style, and, you know, it's interesting to play with, and now my goal is different, so I have a different goal. Uh, I want the complexity of food and the... Um, you know, medicinal benefits of herbs and spices and the culinary benefits you can get from your food. Um, so that's more fascinating to me now. And I love looking up. The more that I learn about why I should eat certain foods, the more I want to eat it. I don't know if that just because I'm a nerd or whatever, but like I love Googling like, okay, what's the benefit of eating uh, turnips or whatever? Like we were eating turnips. And it was like, oh my God, it's good for all these things. It's got this high level of blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's so fun. And I like just like play speculating like, oh, if I'm craving a certain something, I mean, it's high in this. Like that's just fun for me. But just to, like I said, just speculate. But the bigger variety of foods you can expose yourself to that are whole foods, the less ingredients, the better. Um, that's where I would, I want to aim for right now. And that's where I'm at in my food journey. Um, and it's an aiming point. Um, I think they feel different too. You get full different off of single ingredient foods than a Kit Kat. Fuller, faster. I mean, hands down, but I could still put down a giant bowl of rice and chicken and whatever, but the less processed food, the more single ingredient, the true foods, they will fill you faster and they're less, um, that you can usually get a bigger portion per, um, right. caloric intake. Way bigger volume. Way bigger. Way bigger the best. I was a foodie. A I yeah. got it. I like, I feel like I'm a proud foodie. I love food into it. I love cooking healthy food playing with food I like the dirty deeds dirty deeds food too you know like but there's it depends on what you're looking what your food is looking for and I, I can't believe the amount of people that use food for purely satisfactory purposes only and it's so such an afterthought of their lives and I I can't I, a lot of contest preppers we have it down we go grocery shopping we meal prep for the most part to some regard you know my meal prepping has evolved over the years I used to be a real Tupperware pack and go then I did bulk prep just ingredient prep you cook a bunch of meat you cook a bunch of veggies you just have it in your fridge you mix and match and roll and go um, and floating here and there fresh meals every day you know it's here there and everywhere my eating has evolved yeah I think um, if you try a little bit of everything then you'll know what you like and don't like depends on your season of life wherever right. you're at what's convenient what you're doing you know there's, there's pros and cons to anything I choose to invest in my food because I can Gluten-free bread is $6 a loaf, which is insane in the membrane, and it's also chemicals, uh, which would make your grocery bill if you got gluten-free bread, which I do because Sean requests it, and it's very expensive, so it is more expensive to eat gluten-free, but it's only because I'm buying this fake gluten-free stuff. See, I just don't eat bread much. I feel like it's such a good 
carrier, but I don't eat it now. I need eggs. What do you eat eggs on? You don't need eggs. Huh? You don't eat a lot of eggs. I love eggs and toast. Uh, it's I the best. Too. I can't really, but I don't, I'm not a big egg pusher. I'll drink egg whites, but I'm not a big egg eater. Um, but yeah, Riley's Riley eats bread, but to me it's like, oh, I just that carb is not my carb. Like that's what not you my like, pasta or bread. I'll do it? pasta, but I'd, I'd rather have potatoes and rice. That's where I'm at. It's just your home. I overdo rice so much. I really like my rice, but uh, rice is so easy, so I just do it all the time. But um, potato, I think I prefer. But you gotta garnish it right. I gotta have salt and I gotta have butter. Yeah, I'll and I gotta maybe juice or something. Yeah. Or I cook bacon fat, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I'm all, I think you're like uh, taking it to go, like oh. bringing it for heat, reheating it. Yeah, it's like I'm so bad with fixings. Like I like having a lot of fixings on my food. That's what makes it taste good. Spices, and, uh, like salsas and cilantro and hot sauce and yep. any of the fresh pepper. herbs on there. Yeah. Any of that constant stuff or heavy marinades if you can. Yeah, um, I haven't done a lot of marinades, so I should. Even a dry rub if you, you can keep it, whatever you know. Yeah, that'll. You got to keep the fats off of the, the the protein while you're doing it. But a lot of it is it's control through the meal and slowing it down lets the body work and kind of digest its way through it and you'd be surprised as to getting fuller sooner. Breaks it down from a daily battle of oh my god I have to have my macros to let's just have this meal and have it in a well, controlled what environment. What if you blindfolded yourself and you didn't know when the plate was half full or full and you just fed yourself till you're hungry? You know what I mean? Right. Like, where, you what's, what's your kick point? Why, what, do you have to finish the plate? Do you have to get that sigh and keep going? What's your trigger that you, you know, want to eat so fast? There's a lot of different things that can be the component of it. Um, I used to want to have a clean plate just so I didn't waste food. Right. Okay, cool. I eat off of smaller plates most of the time. Check me at dinner. You'll, I'll see everyone else on a normal plate and you'll see old Nita Pita on a small one. Mm -hmm. Just because I knew I wasn't super hungry, but everyone likes to fill a plate yeah you know what I mean and I'd rather just you know so and it's not because I could refill it again if I finish it and I'm still hungry I'll you're right I'm gonna fill it again and I think that choice of when do I feel, go up and get seconds and when do I not when is enough enough I think is something that you have to give yourself an opportunity to sink or swim hopefully you swim and sometimes you sink and hopefully most of the time you'll swim at least that's what it was for me like I just like you have to Give yourself an opportunity to progress, make a, make a, I don't even like to say make a good choice, but make yourself proud. Well, and a lot of times, if in that moment you don't know, okay, what'd you eat today? Just break it down to a simple question with simple logic. Right. That is going to take away any emotional trigger or Think any, through. even if you maybe only get your mom's dish once a year, well, okay, maybe then make that, make that exception, but okay, stop, ask a logical question. What did I eat today? Was it carbs, proteins, fats? Did I have my vegetables? I mean, if I'm gonna go in there, you know, what What can I get more of? If I'm still hungry, or if I do wanna have that plate again, am I just dumping more carbs or on top of carbs or sweets on top of sweets? Then maybe that's not the direction to go. And that's just logical enough questions to help hopefully just be like, okay, no, I don't need to go up for that second helping of this, that, or the other. Yeah, I, I think it's okay for your to be open to your relationship with your hunger changing over time with competing. I think for me, it really pushed it to change, um, and now it's in, in such a good place. So I, I think it is possible, and I absolutely know what it feels like to 
not have it feel possible like I'll ever be on the other side of the fence. It can feel so lonely and I, I do think that is a, a part of looking at it with a glass half full um, in kind of a negative place, negative outlook of the, in, in the world and the situation when I, I kind of went from complaining about contest prep to someone embracing it and rather than just complaining about it because I chose to do be there. Right. Um, the, the hunger, you, you get a different a relationship with it the second time around. Or, you know, um, so the rate at which you eat and fill up and, you know, have control with your food continues to evolve. And I think you should expect that and play with it and be open to it changing and shifting and not hold on to an identity with it. Because it does come down to the way that you talk about it or continue to show up for it. And people will potentially challenge you on not following suit with what you might have done. Mm-hmm. Hey, you've always been a clean pipe crew, finish up. Mm-hmm. No thanks, I'm okay, and you know, people razz, but stay firm in that, I would yep. say, or, you know, it could be tough, but there may be some of that uh, along the, the hunger journey, I would say. Any other last tips on uh, hunger? Um, or eating pace? And again, especially with bodybuilding, because we're in a situation where it's a choice, remember it. It doesn't make it easy. So that's kind of the thing. If you've lived that, if you've gone through the hunger and the um, depletion, it's still hard. But remember, it's a choice you're making. So get that mental mindset on the right path to get you through it. Um, And don't expect everyone else to get you through it. It's something that you've got to get through on your own because it's your path and your choice. So that's the biggest thing for me is is getting your association with food and how fast you eat, what you eat, when you prep, when you don't prep, and how you are in between is really your, your path and how you choose it to be. And you're dealing with a lot of people doing the same thing every day. You have family members, you have people preparing food, you have all these things, and it's a huge part of your life. So make a choice to to accept the, the, the sway of change and adapting or trying different things or slowing down like we've been talking about. It's all very important because you have to breathe, you have to drink water, mm-hmm. and you have to eat food. So you might as well figure it out. Forever. Forever. <laughs> On different levels, whether you are gung-ho in a strong, strong competitor, or you are new to the sport, or you are just curiosity, you have curiosity of different eating styles, eating is a way of life and such is. So you might as well dive in and not let excuses sway you or conditional or beliefs or what your mom used to do or how someone else used to cook. You have to take sole responsibility for it. Just like taking responsibility of going to the gym, food is even more important in my my right. eyes and, and what you want to be with it. And food is ever changing. Your lifestyle will change when people come and go and family changes and kids and no kids but food will always be there um, so learn about it the way it's taught these days is fad diet and taught to always lose weight but we as competitors know that that is not life in life we fluctuate up and down we fluctuate body fat there is safe ways to do it fast ways to do it um, and we all have different 
kept telling me to slow down, slow down and chew your food. And I just thought they thought it was rude or whatever. It's but cultural. it was uh, it was part of that cultural slow down. They live a slow pace of life. Don't Everything do it is anymore. lenta. And it's very slow and relaxed. No pasa nada. Like, it doesn't worry. Just chill out kind of a situation. And they were like, slow down. It's bad for your digestion. Like, it's harder on your body if you're not chewing your food enough um, uh, properly. And taking time and eating and slowing down and being so stressed and talking so fast and walking so fast and eating so fast. It's, uh, they, they showed in many ways to me the importance of eating slow. And it's been beneficial to me in weight management. And finding that intuitive eating has always been so appealing to me coming off of the macro train of what the hell is intuitive eating? How mm. could, What is this mystical, magical unicorn in the sky where I don't have to listen to a number to tell me when I'm full or when I'm done for the day? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or when the pizza lacking. is a good choice yeah. because if I have room for it, it's a freaking good choice. If I don't have room for it, I don't know about that. <laughs> Definitely not a good choice. It's not my plan. But now without this this bind that I've set for myself, it's up to me to make a good choice. And that's why I, I keep harping on the give myself an opportunity to make a good choice. Um, because that was a part of, from the transition of intuitive eating was trusting my hunger or, you know, listening, challenging my hunger signals that I, associations I have for myself. And being open to eating, forced, consciously choosing to eat slower um, or trying as often as I could to be conscious of it. Um, and recognizing it didn't always happen, um, but eating slower. And I, I appreciate that lifestyle now, um, that slower, less stressful way of living. You don't have to make a big deal out of it. Not everything has to be this on fire situation. Um, so it's funny how such a small thing, like the pace that you chew your food, which doesn't seem to have to have a lot of weight or significance, um, to me is really symbolic of the pace at which I live in my life. If I'm mindlessly zooming through my meals I'm not present I'm not tasting the food I'm not enjoying it or or feeling the satisfaction of it Uh, I'm just pushing through it Mm -hmm. just getting one more thing checked off the list you know instead of that's why I loved when I was in Italy we coursed our dinners so much more than we do here or or have brought up with our beliefs or the cultural so they're they're breaking down the fats the proteins and the carbs are breaking down the pyramid basically of the meal and they're they're slowing down the meal so you you your portions are different you're digestive and there's conversation around it you know mm-hmm. so it's i think it all can be combined in with the possibilities of turning the meal um, into something um, that's a positive experience with the clean eating and, and just allowing the food and finding full and finding satisfaction in a different. You don't need full for satisfaction in a meal. The meal in itself should be satisfaction. And it, it's a very empowering place to be to put the food that's not so good, put down the crappy cookie and not eat it. That was a lot of freedom in that for me and then that, that wasn't always the case. I would have just ate the whole cookie yeah. because I had the whole cookie in yeah. my hand. Um, and not being afraid to not eat something because it wasn't exactly what I wanted. That was really freeing for me and something I enjoy a lot of. Um, and like I said, I still don't get it right every time. It's right. not an exact science. I just try to go by my gut and trust it. And like I said, refer back to logic, you know, run it through the day. Oh, I'm behind on calories. Okay, let's, you know, get some more in there. Oh, yeah. I've been, you know, pushing it a little bit here, filling in between the cracks. Let me just make, you know, trim that this time, you know. 
Um, so yeah, I hope that uh, was my kind of journey through my hunger experience and how it's shifted over the years. And maybe you've had similar experiences. I would love to hear about them. And you can find us on shinymckinney.com. Anything else? No? Okay, bye. Bye.